Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Cassie Sobleton. I'm a health and wellness expert, speaker, and author of Back to Balance. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Lisa Hickey, CEO of Good Men Media and publisher of The Good Men Project. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Michael Patrick Peters, the creator of Dance Meditation Technique, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Glenn Barker from the Mankind Project Chicago. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Delbaugh, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Hope everybody had a great July 4th. Yeah, we were off for a couple weeks, but now we're back. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So, my friend, it's been a couple weeks since we've talked. Yes. You got a lot going on. A lot. You're with yes. a family. Family vacation. Yep. And in the middle of that, I'm in the middle of this 30-day intensive yoga teacher training, two-hour, 200-hour course over 30 days. 200 hours over 30 days. How so, so many hours a day is that? Six. Six. But every day. The only days we had off were July 4th and 5th. And due to a vacation, I talked to uh, the teacher beforehand. I, I did miss three days. But the requirement was is I needed to uh, call, go to this class called Follow the Yogi for a month straight for those three days missed. So uh, I went on vacation. I was able to practice and practice with my family, and that was entertaining. I saw the pictures on oh, Instagram. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And I'll tell you what was so cool about that is, so I have three girls, 16, 14, 12. My brother has three kids i'm gonna say eight oh eight six and i think two i better get this right and then my sister's got two kids four and two mm-hmm. and so one of my sister's kids the four-year-old and my brother's kid the middle kid were both into it and they were doing all you know they were doing especially my brother's kid was doing all the yoga poses and he was real. I mean, he did the whole class. I was with him. And mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's just really cool to see a kid that age do this stuff. Sure. And they're your greatest teachers. I mean, he, he was holding the poses the right way. Wow. He was breathing. And which is very interesting. And I think maybe six or seven members of my family were doing it. When we were all laying in, in, in Savasana, which is that meditation. Mm-hmm. And just picture you as a little kid trying to lay there. He was just like gripping the grass, like it was so hard for him. <laughs> relax, but relax, relax. Yeah, all this, all this energy. But you know, he did it, and um, it was great. And that was kind of like you know a little bit of the theme that I was able to bring uh, over to the vacation is the yoga, and we were doing poses throughout the vacation and stuff okay. like that. And you know, part of this was you know I I thought it would be tougher because uh, there's no drinking for thirty days. 
You mean drinking alcohol? Alcohol. Sorry, no drinking alcohol. And, uh, you know, when we get You these, don't drink that much anyways, do you? I don't, but I do love, you know, an ice cold beer or two on, okay. a, on a summer day or a glass of wine at dinner. And that's kind of what we do. And this is that vacation to do it. But, you know, one of those things, and you just learn about yourself. And, um, I, you know, I didn't miss it. I mean, it was nice. It would have been nice to crack open an ice cold Corona, but, <laughs> you know, didn't. Yeah, well, hey, yeah. you save the calories at least. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, so tell me about so, this. So the, oh, go, go, ahead. go ahead. So, the, the, this train. Are you going to? Yeah, I was going to ask you about the. You know, we don't really have a topic, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about, about the training. The training. Well, it's kind of inter. You know, it's kind of intertwined of everything we're doing here, and I'm finding more and more as I go down this path. But I, it's definitely a lot more than I expected. <laughs> I mean, it's work. Okay, well, hold on. A I mean, so let's take a step back. Yeah, just get everyone caught up. So sure. you're, you, first of all, why did you decide to take this training? Well, we're going to do that. You're, we'll you're smiling. Start. We'll you're just start. Smiling. Yeah. And I, and I brought and this don't up. bring up hoop dreams. No, I know. I know. <laughs> and I, and I brought this up to, I think everybody in the circle, I think three weeks before this went was, was going to happen. So, you know, June 27th. So I think sometime in May, you know, my good old friend, the voice says, take this teacher training course. Okay. And when did this happen in May? This this happened in May. Okay. Go take it. This and, is your time to do it. And, and Okay. So Center of Yoga offers this two hundred hour teacher training course. Over the summer. Which at the end of it allows you to do what? So at the end of it I'll get a certification and it'll give me the ability if I, if I so choose to be able to teach yoga. Okay. In a studio or what have you. Got it. So the voice told you. The voice said, take they, the training, take the training, just like that. Didn't they, tell you why? No. Okay. So you just, so, you signed up for the training. So I signed up and you know, it's just kind of like the, where I am with my life. This would be only probably the only time I could do something like this. Meaning, you know, where I live, I live two minutes from the place. Yep. And you know, right now, single dad, three daughters. Mm-hmm. Summertime. Summertime. And still finding, you know, still finding my way as far as where this is all going through the book, through the podcast, through the blogging, and 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 staying in the holistic wellness space. And, well, and because making, the voice told you that too, right? And I have to trust that and follow that one step at a time. And so, as I'm going through it, I think that, and you and I were talking before. We went on the air is having that trust factor and that faith, and as I'm going through it, it's like I think. Well, I, I, I think that number one, the, the information is so valuable. We're 13 days in, so we're almost halfway through, mm-hmm. and so as far as my personal practice, my own personal yoga practice, it's definitely deepening and understanding that. Well, sure, because you're understanding. You're, I'm really at, understanding at a different it. depth. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, it's made me actually appreciate the teachers because it is much different than being a teacher it is there's a student sure so yeah. a lot of this is you have to learn the teaching that you know the cues and i mean it's it's a lot of work and i mean we have homework every night i mean it's like i'm exhausted because i got the six i mean it's and during the six hours you're taking one some days you're taking one class some days you're taking two 
And then, so that's one hour, two hours there. Then the rest of the, there's no, the only break is a very short lunch break that can average anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes. Okay. And then you're just usually paired up with a student and you're doing practices. You're practice, you're, you're being the teacher. So you're teaching each other. You're teaching each other. Got it. And then what I dig and, you know, and it's just kind of being in this space for some time is it's interesting. You ne- you never know what you're getting in for, but there's a lot of healing that's taking place during these, during these 200 hours. Like I call them healing exercises. Okay. And, um, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Cause it happened yesterday, which was, which was, which was awesome is we got paired up and, we did a 10 minute meditation of staring at your partner's eyes in their eyes. Well, that's intense. Yeah, very intense. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking intense. Yeah. And, I don't even look at you when we're doing the podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. And I mean, this is what made it intense. And the instructor, I mean, there was the way the music was playing is, you know, you were, I mean, we brought up compassion, vulnerability, and there were a lot of emotions okay. that came out in that. So that's just, and that was intense, but there's stuff like that that's happening also daily as we take this. So there's some. So we're, you're learning gratitude, love, you know, kindness, compassion, which is a lot about yoga. And, you know, I think I shared with you, I think the first day, the instructor put up what is yoga and went around the room and everybody had a different answer and I shared those. I think, you know, the, I'll just name a few. Breath, poses, love, peace, feeling, life, tranquility, mindfulness. And I put God. Hmm. And a lot of the, we've also, there's also a lot of reading. So we've got like four or five books we have to read over this mm-hmm. and have study questions we got to write and essays and stuff like that. And this one book, which is great, I think it's called Light on Yoga. It's all about, the introduction is all about God. Interesting. You know, yoga, I mean, everybody's got a, maybe a different interpretation when it started, but it's at least 5,000 years old, you know, and um, I think the lineage that we're studying maybe is, is kind of off of that of like at least 2,500 years old. Okay. And so, and how a lot of it is just God and God, like non-religious, but God being everything. And they use the word Lord and stuff like that. So, from that perspective is the voice that you and I talk about is God mm-hmm. is I feel that yoga is for myself and my perspective, the ultimate body, mind and spirit practice that I'm really close with God on a daily basis by practicing yoga. Hmm. So this is interesting. This is why I think it's interesting. So the voice God mm-hmm. said, take this yoga right. certification. Right. You've already been practicing yoga for a while. Three years. Three years, okay. So he said, take this certification. Now you're taking this any, certification. Any, any, yeah, but it did, didn't say take, just take the class. Yeah, just take the class. Right. Now it's harder than you thought. Yep. Why did you think it was going to be easy? I, I shouldn't say I didn't think it was going to be easy. I, I just did not know what I was getting into. Okay. Okay. You know, I so, mean, like I thought, okay, you know, you look at the schedule, it's either nine, it's like nine to two, five of the seven days of the week. And the other is like nine 30 to three 30. And then there's one or two. Cl- as far as the, 
the physicality, I'm fine with that. Like doing the classes, I can handle the two classes even. Yeah, but, but it's, it's the intensity of everything. The intensity of everything else. Yeah. Of everything else. There's intimacy, it sounds like. There's intimacy. And it doesn't stop at three o'clock or, you know, two o'clock. Like I mentioned, you have homework. Yeah. And, you know, I have um, three daughters. Yeah. And I just had them based on this vacation. I've had them for over 10 days while doing this. Right. So that's been kind of tough. Sure. So, like... Balancing everything. Ba- balancing all that out. I think even you came, I think our last podcast is when I was just starting. Yeah, the yoga. Your first day, yeah. You came in, you saw us across the park. You're, you know, well, they, you they, were they, all frazzled. I was you had no idea what was going on. <laughs> right. And it was your first day. Right, it was your first day. Even my instructor said, you're doing a pod now? I was like, yeah. Ended at two. We met at 2.30. I had one of my, both of my kids here. Cause right. It, yeah. it was just chaos. It was, we still it was, got it was a little chaos. Yeah. But we're... Um, so where I want go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, so no. So where please. I want to go back is yeah, so go back. the voice said, take the certification. Mm-hmm. Now it's harder than you thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. And now you're learning <laughs> you're learning about the voice <laughs> in this certification. And you're in a different way, yes. And, and I was communicating and I and I'll um Wow. All right. We might as well just throw all the cards on the table. So today in day 13, people were sharing, and um, one of the girls there shared about, um, I think her sister committed suicide last August, and that was tough, and that was tough, and people are sharing these things, and the bravery of, a, of, of all of us, you know, sharing among strangers these type of stories, sure. and I felt that, all right, and I wrote about this in my blog, in the blog, because and you and I've talked about this. I don't know. There, there's just been. It seems like over the last month or two, I'm hearing more and more stories about suicides. Mm-hmm. More and more stories. And so after she shared her story, um, oh, we were also reading a book. Let me, let me back up. We're reading a book by um, by Victor Frankel. Uh, and can I go get the book? Just so I get yeah, the title. Hold on, hold on. He's Just so I get the title. Here he goes. He's going to get the book. All right. I'm back with the book. I'm in the middle of the book, and I, you know, the title escaped me. But it's uh, Victor Frankel, and it's called Man's Search for Meaning, and it's about his life in the concentration camp during mm. the Nazi regime. Okay. Okay. And... This is how so this, not light reading. <laughs> it is not light reading. And so that's why I want to back up because it was the discussion about this book and we've got study questions and some people are having a tough time with the book. And then this, uh, this brave woman brought up um, what she was going through with her sister and she's reading a book like this. And it's like, you know, is it a discussion that maybe, you know, that's what's missing in, in someone's life, like having meaning, just having meaning. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have a meaning and kind of like you and I talk about purpose. Sure. In a way you just, you feel empty inside, right? You feel very empty inside. And really it's like how, what this guy went through. <laughs> I mean, I'm halfway through the book. I mean, it's unimaginable yeah. how he came out the other side. Mm-hmm. And so I felt then at that point, the way this discussion was going, I shared my story and I shared my story about, um, and I, I, I 
I didn't get too detailed with it, but I, I said, you know, I want to share you guys, share a story with you guys. Cause I hear, you know, I'm continuing to hear about, you know, a lot of these suicides and, you know, and just a, re- a recent grad, um, for the center for yoga, a young kid, 20, 23 years old who went through this course, I guess last year committed suicide. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to share this story right now. I just felt, and it felt natural. And, um, so I told them, I basically said I had the perfect life, you know, up through 12 years old and <laughs> you know, the story, I mean, yeah, just yeah. the storybook life. And, you know, but after that, uh, my mayor or my parents' marriage was, was on the rocks. There was financial troubles, which then turned into drinking for both of them. And, but you know, by 15, I wanted out of my house mm-hmm. and how sports was such an outlet for me. And, I had this whole plan that I was going to be a professional baseball player and, you know, and then I, when college came, I was so excited because I was from Connecticut. I went out to Ohio. I just wanted to be away from everything. And, and then I'm a freshman playing at the university of Dayton Mm -hmm. and I'm in left field versus Ohio state. And it's right then and there. I know baseball is over. I'm not going to, I don't want to continue anymore. And, was that a voice moment or was that no, just that an was internal just moment? That was an internal moment of the work and everything that would entail and that I didn't love the game anymore. Okay. And so I just knew uh, intuitively. And so I, I stuck it out for the last, you know, till the end of the season. And then I went up to one of my teammates who was a real guy I really liked, a senior. And I said, you know what? You know, I just want to thank you. You've been a, you know, you've been a mentor for me this year. And, but I'm not going to come back and play baseball next year. And he said, what are you going to do? And I said, I have no idea. And he goes, have you ever thought about sports betting? So, so this mentor on your team introduced <laughs> right, right, you to sports right, betting. Right, 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 right. Okay. Which we had no, which I had no, good, no, no. Good mentor. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, I mean. He, and, no, you know, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, that next day, I bet $100 on the, and, the, and I'm telling this story amongst these people, amongst, you know, all my peer students. And the students range from. There's 16 total students, I believe, 13 women, three guys, and a lot of the a lot of the the students I would say range in their 20s and low 30s. Okay. Okay. So I've got some years on them. Yeah. You know, just years, years of life. Sure. You know, and that's why I think when we talked about time and gaining wisdom and being patient, you know, these were one of those moments where. I can relate to the 20 year old or the 25 year old or the 30 year old. And so, um, that lost my train of thought. Okay. So I bet a hundred bucks on the Oakland A's and won that game. So I'm telling the story, but a hundred dollars next day, I doubled it. I won again. You doubled down. Yeah. Okay. Three months later, June 13th, 1990, I bet $20,000 on the New York Mets. Now, (laughs) this is $20,000 of your own money or money that you've made Um, up over time. Okay. So I was down. $12,000. $12,000. Now, there's a lot to the story. But okay. if you want, we, yeah. could, we could go detail okay. so, to the story. So or you're down, could, well, are you yeah, this is entertaining. Down, yeah, I mean, this down 12. Is, so I was down 12. How this happened was, so we'll just talk about this because this is actually a very, I don't know, integral part of my life. But um, as I mentioned, it was the summer and I was betting in April. And then a childhood friend of mine, we said he went to Ithaca and I was at date and we said, I, and we said, let's drive down to Hilton head for the summer, work down there and just spend the summer. A lot of college kids did that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we did that. And the deal is, the deal was we would find a job and, you know, live on, you know, find a place to rent where college kids rent and all this stuff. So we got down there and all the places you wanted to rent real cheap were taken because we were kind of like late. I sure. think we got down there in June sometime or no, late May, maybe right after Memorial Day or something like that. No, it couldn't have been. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I, it's such a long time ago, uh, 1990. But um, so a week, we, we can't find a place to live. We're living in a motel, and we can't find a job. And I said to my buddy, his name was Eric, I said, listen, you know, I've been betting on baseball. Why don't we just bet on some games? And if we win, we stay. If not, we just go home. We go back to Stanford, and, you know, we just drive back home and – you know, I'll be a lifeguard at the country club I was at and we'll just hang at home and get jobs. And that and that was the plan. And for a week straight, we bet, and I think we won almost every game. And we got the money wired down. I think we had a couple grand, and that's a lot for kids. Okay. And we found a nice condo to rent. Okay. A nice condo to rent. And we rented it from a guy who was subleasing who worked for some condo complex okay, and one thing led to another. So he got us a job with this guy, but we were making money betting and we were living like we'd even really need to work because we had the money coming in from the betting. Okay. Okay. And so that built up over time. We were betting every day. Okay. And we would get money wired down. So real quickly, we developed a big losing streak. <laughs> Okay. Now okay. this is this is this is not legal betting either. Oh no. No. Okay. Keep no. Going. This is no, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Gotcha. No. And um, <laughs> it's yeah through a bookie yeah, and right. all this stuff and okay. through a middleman and you know the whole whole story introductions. But these, these were bookies yeah. from where I was from. Okay. And then, um, but then we were on a losing streak and we were down. And to your point is like the one thing about betting is you don't have to come up with the money that day. And, you know, we were keep doubling and doubling and doubling. And, I mean, literally over, I think, a couple of weeks, we were down 12 grand. Okay. So when you're down, so just so people know that yes. maybe aren't familiar with gambling, especially in this style. Okay. You're not actually, it's not like going to the casino where you actually put right. money on the table and say, here's 20000 Right. You're betting right. basically on credit. Yes. You're bait on credit. And from college kids, who's going to take these bets, right? Well, I told the guy, the middleman for the bookie, that, no, there's 20 kids in on this, <laughs> as oh, opposed to oh. two. Oh, so you inflate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. He said, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I said, you know, and it got to a point. I said, listen, about 20, 25 guys, we're going to put 20 grand on the Mets. And same thing we said. The same thing that Eric, Eric and I had the plan is, if we lose, we're coming home and you'll have the money the next day or in two days. Now, that was not truth. Okay, so that you, was not truth. All right, so, so you we lied had no, we didn't. I lied. Yep, lied to try to get because you were already down twelve. We're already down twelve. So you're trying to make up that twelve yes. and then some, and then some to live out the rest of the summer. Okay, okay. And so, June third. I want you to do this. I want anybody. Okay, June thirteenth, nineteen ninety. It's the Mets versus the Cubs. Now I've bet on thousands of games. We'll get into that in a second. Up thousands. to this point. No. In my, this was at the beginning how this all happened. Okay. This is I'm at the age of 19. But I bet from 19 to 24 every day of okay. my life. Basketball, baseball, and football. Okay? But out of all these games, this is the only one I really remember. 
the only one that I remember. Okay. So that was so, I guess it kept me going, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it. So June 13th, 1990, Mets first the Cubs. We bet on the Mets, 20 grand. 20 grand that you didn't have didn't have and we're already down 12 that and we didn't have 12 so if you that, lost and 12 that we didn't have so if you lost you'd be 32 right. you'd yes. owe 32 yes now i didn't tell you the plan we had the the marvelous plan we had <laughs> okay okay so when we're down in hilton head we befriended uh you know you meet like-minded college people but it was interesting we met this girl i think her name was summer it was either summer or sky very hippie name but we're all in this whole spiritual thing, right? So she's like, you were telling her this whole thing. And she's like, oh, the universe will take care of it. Now, I don't know that time, what the universe or anything. She goes, the universe will take care of this. And she goes, I'm going to call my mom. And she's a professor. And she sits on the board of USC, University of Southern California. Because mm-hmm. she's from there. And she's down there to summer also. And she tells her mom the whole story. And she goes, if those boys need a place to live to get, you know, to get their lives back on track, they can move with, they can move to Santa Cruz with you, you know, to, you know and get their life back on track. <laughs> so our motto in the pool, as we made the bet, if we lose, we move to Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now, if we lose, we move right. to Santa Cruz, but there's repercussions too. Like, Oh, who knows? Yes. Who knows what would have happened? Who knows what would have happened? Okay. Who knows? All right. So what happened? So what happened? So we placed the bet. I think, and I, if you got to look at the box score, but the Mets go up, I think two zero. But then the, at one point, the Cubs are up eight to three in the fifth inning, and you've played baseball. Yeah. It's not looking good, is it? No. Down five runs. And Eric and I, we went to this bar, and we tried to like not watch the game and just, but we had to be there. And it, it was interesting because there was both of us in this together. And I remember him getting sick and going to the bathroom and oh just like, God. yeah, it was just, and then the, then the Mets come back, the Mets come back and they, I think they tie it. And then the Cubs go up and the Mets come back. And eventually I think I forgot. Uh, and I write about this in the book, you know, detail to detail, but I think, I think the final score the Mets wind up winning uh, twelve to ten or fourteen to ten or something ridiculous. Okay, but they were down big, and you know, yeah. The, and so they we, came back and they won. came back and won. Okay, so we won that game, and you got so you no. And here's here's the funny part of the story, funny part of the story, but not at the time. So it's like okay, you wow, good for you guys. I'm gonna wire you a thousand. You can rest the you can you can get the rest when you come home. The bookie said that. The book he said. So he wasn't going to wire 8000 He's just going to wire 1000 So how much did you win? So we won 20000 but we were down twelve. so we netted so you net eight, eight grand. And he was going to give you one of the eight. And he said, I'm going to wire the one, and you're going to, and we said, we'll be home in a couple of weeks to collect the rest. Okay. Okay. So we had that, and that, you know, that and the kind of the little job that we had carried us through the whole summer in Hillenhead. It was a great time. Okay. So great were you time. doing any more betting, or that was... I think we were placing, we were like, you know what? There's no need to, we got the thousand, we get 7,000, we get back, split that. That's great. Mm, You know, use it for the rest of the summer. So here's what happens. So we get back to Stanford, Connecticut. (laughs) I'll never forget this. And then I say, mom, I need to borrow your car. 
Because I got to go, I got to go do something. I'm going to pick up the money from a bookie at a gas station. Okay. And it's not the bookie. It's this kid that works for the, supposedly for the bookie. And how do they give it? Do they just give you an envelope? Or? Well, you're going to find out. Oh, okay. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. So I drive my mom's new car and she goes, make sure you're home in two hours because I have to drive to my college reunion. Not a problem. Okay. Drive into the gas station, go to this kid, and it's a kid, and he's younger than me. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Thought I was like dealing with, you know, some serious players here or whatever. But I'm dealing with a guy who works at, you know, this gas station. And he hands me an envelope of like six, seven hundred bucks. And he goes, unfortunately, that's all you're going to get. And I said, that's all I'm going to get. And he goes, yep. And he goes, read it. He, I mean, he said something that, you know, he didn't place the whole bet or the, no one's going to pay any more money. So this is all you're going to get. And I didn't know what to do. I mean, I'm a 19, 20 year old kid. I mean, I have no idea. I saw he was like, okay. I'm like, I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> but I mean, what am I going to do? Like you said, this is illegal. I don't yeah, even know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> all I know is I'm betting and I'm winning and I'm losing and I'm winning and I'm losing. And so. And I remember calling Eric and I'm like, I'm so apologetic, but we're like, you know, it's, you know, you understood it. It, it is what it is. There's nothing we could do. Sure, okay. So we they were going to pay up. Right. So they, so as I pull out of the gas station, I get blindsided and trash my mom's car. <laughs> the car is totaled. I don't got for some, you know, God, God on my side as always, as I look at this. And I not, not a scratch on me, but the car totally totaled. As I was coming out and making a left, I got sideswiped. Whoosh. Did you not see it or what? Did happened? not see it. It was like a blind side, like coming over a hill. Huh. And um, it was like a no fault deal because the way I was coming out. Okay. And, but totaled the car. So the day's not over. Now I got to face my mom. I try to get a little, little sympathy by putting some frozen beef on my ribs. <laughs> Because I know she's going to be pissed. Because she can't go to her college reunion. Oh, to, to, act like, to act like you're not, you're hurt or something? Yeah, and I was a little hurt, but I mean, like, just yeah. in shock. So, I mean, so these order of events are kind of like that, you know, I go in, think I'm going to pick up eight grand, I pick up 600 bucks, I come out, I trash my mom's car. Okay. Okay. Now, this is not the story I shared, you know, with, with everybody yeah, yeah. out there. But I would go on for the next five years betting every single day on baseball football or basketball 365 days a year from the age of 19 to 24 okay and the toll that takes on one now let me ask you something yeah so a couple things so if and you I, went on to bet, yeah. did you find a new bookie? Yes, yes. Okay. So I learned right. the lessons. So you found a new bookie. So I learned the lessons. Well, first of all, then I said, you know what? I'm going to become the bookie. So I went back to college, and I was a bookie with another guy for a couple of weeks. But then we had the same problem, meaning that we couldn't collect from, pe- from college kids that were losing. I mean, I'm not going to go around and yeah, yeah. You know, threaten people or anything like that. But, yeah, I, but yeah. it was You don't always, want to be a bookie. No, I didn't want to be a bookie. And so, but through that... Then there were some college kids that I was friends with that actually worked for the for actually a big time bookie. Then I remember going to like a sit, not a sit down, but to a bar that he owned, 
restaurant mm-hmm. and having serious conversations with. All right. And, and so it got big. Okay. So, so you find a new bookie, one. Yeah. Two. Okay. Just keep going. Yeah. Because I, I, I have a keep point. Trying. No, I have a big point here. Okay. I want to hear. So let's flash so, forward five years. You've been doing this okay. for five years. So basically, so I, started, so I went back to college as a sophomore. I did that all through college with that bookie. Big wins, bigger losses. But I vent, you know, I graduated, I got out of college, moved to Chicago, got my first job. Again, found someone at work that was betting, had a bookie, and I started up again. And I think Chicago, I was betting, you know, every day again. And I had some good friends that from Dayton moved to, and they were part of it. And it, it kind of just became, and it was part of my lifestyle. But what I was explaining to everybody out there was also my escape from reality. You know, one may do drugs, one may do alcohol. And I was doing my share of that, but not, you know, not overdoing it. But, but um, you were overdoing the betting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was my escape. And, you know, at the, you know, and at that time, though, at that time, I thought this was going to be a profession. At this time, I thought I was good at it, and so you're going to be a professional illegal gambler. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Okay, because you know that that was not the reality part. Like everything you're doing is illegal, right? And uh, so, but my character changed over time. I became very self self centered, selfish. I borrowed tons of money from a lot of people. And then I came to a place in December at the age of 24 where I was down 12 grand again. The same amount. The same amount. Isn't that interesting? 12 grand again. And that money needed to be paid in the morning. And there was going to be an actual bookie at my door to collect it. And all I had was $500 in my checking account. Oh, so it wasn't going to be some lackey college kid this time. This could be the muscle coming again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, but I was at wit's end. Were you Um, scared? Well, I was totally in desperation. And this is where I'm going to get to the story is I remember pacing in my, just my J crew boxers, green, green J crew. But I'm sweating. It's in, it's, in, it's in the wintertime. I'm sweating. That's all I'm doing. Not knowing how I'm going to get out of this, but also just beaten down, beaten down. One may say call it rock bottom. Like no one to call just, Felt worthless. And then I'm in the bathroom, turn on the tub, and I walk into the kitchen, get a knife, go back to the bathroom as the tub's filling. I'm on my hands and knees, crying, shivering, contemplating how I'm going to slip my wrists when this tub fills up. Mm hmm. And um, as I'm on that ground, just shivering and, and cuddle, you know, just like shivering and just crying and yelling, why, 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 why? I hear that voice. Boy, I love you. Get up and call home. And right when I heard that, everything changed. And then I felt like a warm blanket come over me and a force picked me up. And there was no one else in that apartment. Hmm. And that's when God came in my life. And that is the story I shared with all my fellow yoga students. Yeah, that's that powerful. I, yeah, that I was at that place. 
So I was, there was going to be no tomorrow. So I wasn't scared. I was planning on taking my life. That was my out. Mm. But that voice came in. And, that, and I said to them, that is when I found God in my life. And, and I went a step further because when you and I have had conversations off the cuff on this, I grew up going to church every day. My mom and dad grew up going to church every day. And when I've had discussions more with my dad than my mom, my dad said all the drinking and everything that got to him to eventually went to, hey, he said, Chris, I realized I never had God in my life. I was playing, I was playing, I played the role that we all sure. are taught to play, go to church, maybe go to a Catholic school, yeah, you were, maybe do a Bible study, but there was no relationship. Yeah. There was no relationship. You were the, you were following you were the process fo- of religion. Right. Yeah. Or whatever prayer means or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but that voice was so profound and I knew that voice too. And that voice had come in before. And so... That's why now 20, we're laughing because it's like the years go by, 22 years later, mm-hmm. it's really the first time really talking about it out to anybody. You right. know, I wrote about it. Um, even uh, my former wife, I never told her that story. You so, never did. No. She didn't know that story. No. Nope. Wow. She knew the gambling story or whatever, but she, she did not she didn't know, know that came to this came point. To this point. And so it's kind of what you and I were talking about. It's like, I think God is just now, you know, I've, I've surrendered to him and I'm listening to the voice and it's just like, when you have an opportunity to tell a story to help somebody do it, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I guess my story was that I was at that place and I can't, you know, I can only share my story. And, you know, since I've shared that story with other people, you know, they've opened up too about their moments of right, almost right. doing the same thing. And and it comes back to Man's Search for Meaning, that book by Victor Frankeller, what we do purpose is to realize that, and what I guess my message was is that you're never alone. And God would never put you in a place where to actually take your own life. And that is if you can just give God that one split chance, mm-hmm. which I got that one split chance. And to know things are going to be all right. And I've realized that not just in my own life, but in my parents' life, like it's just all been around. That relationship was never at there. Yeah. And so I'm now just getting comfortable. I don't know. Talking about how powerful the relationship is. Well, I think a few things. I mean, since we've started the pod, which believe it or not, it's coming up on a year pretty soon. I know. I'm I'm really looking forward to our year show, but you know, we went into this not knowing really what it was going to be or how it was going to come out other than we had some topics and some ideas that we we're going to talk about. But I think what's happening, it's kind of this live recording of the process that you've been going through yes. this past year. You know, yes. like every week we talk about something and we discover something. And I think what's, what's powerful about this whole thing is that, you know, You've heard this voice. You're taking this certification, mm-hmm. but you're, you're, you know, we've talked about in the past about peeling back the layers. Yeah. Right. And you're learning. I think over the past year, you're starting to to really open your heart and and learn more about yourself mm-hmm. and how you can interact with others, 
and make an impact without having to be somebody else, but right. be who you are. Right. And it's this this discovery of yourself. Yeah. And discovery of what you what you really are trying to do without any other outside influence. Right. And still fighting a lot. And, like and, we were talking. And, and, that, and that's tough because, and I will tell you, it, it's like same thing with the book is the same thing now that's happened with the yoga, the, the this yoga training. So I'm at, you know, I'm at, you know, at a swim meet with my um, daughters yesterday. And, oh, you're taking yoga. So you're going to teach yoga. And the truth is, I don't know. Right. And people are like, why are you taking this? You know, even are you going to start teaching? Right, you right. Know, they want to know what the end game is. Yeah. yeah. And so, and like myself too, I still play that game. Well, maybe I can do some one-on-one training. And you the, put pressure on yourself. I put that unnecessary yes. pressure instead of what you and I talked about is just trust and let, let it all unfold. Just let it all unfold. Which is, I think, the hardest thing to do yeah. and when, with anything. You know, this idea of living in the moment right. and like setting goals, but letting letting the universe bring it to you yes. versus going out. You know, there's a balance there yes. between overreaching yes. and, and you know, knowing where your place is at that moment. Right. Where I think in the past, you know, we've talked about it before that, you know, you're a driven person. You've got a mm-hmm. lot of goals. You've, you've want a certain lifestyle, but you're also in this mode of discovery, discovery, understanding like what all these events mean in your life. Right. And what we talked about and what we're defining is purpose. Sure. Or, I mean, you could even put it like meaning, right? Meaning purpose, whatever that is behind it of why am I here? Why was I created type thing? And really what's going to, I don't know where you can really just, I don't know, maybe just enjoy we all have moments that are up and down, but really just be at maybe at peace of like to your point of who you are. And that's, and that's all, you know? And it's interesting. We have an essay and I think I have to look back exactly what it is, but it's like defining your edge. And really what this essay is about is what do you like, what is the pain point you're dealing with right now? Mm. What is the breakthrough? We have to write an essay on that. And they just thought, well, this is kind of, you know, like everything's purposeful. And it's like all this, everything that you and I are involved with that goes back to the podcast started, the book, the blog, the Hay House workshops, going to the Mankind Project, mm-hmm. now doing this training, learning to go out with Bo Easton, you know, you know, do some, you know, possibly mentor and do some public speaking and but defining the edge the edge is like coming to the point of like i think the training is the preparation to say all right i'll never forget this 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 older gentleman who does yoga who i consider a mentor he does a certain type of meditation for 40 years and i've been doing it for three weeks transcendental meditation we talked about that Mm -hmm. But he came up to me, I don't know, six months ago as I was stretching, whatever. And I did not know him at all, really. Mm-hmm. And he said, do what you know. It's just very simple words. Do what you know. And that was like, sometimes when people talk to you, that's also the voice talking to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And this is all I know. This is, you know is my experiences, the experiences I've had with God and just feel like I'm the most freeing feeling. I think 
is to now just talk about it. I think and not about, not just about that one. You well, know? I think and that's just, the huge that's the that's huge breakthrough for you. And I think it's, that's the breakthrough. And just trust wherever that's going to go. One with, with everything. It's a few things. It's the comfort level you have with your story. Mm-hmm. Your comfort level with sharing it. You know, because you've we've talked about it in the past. You've been playing some right. other role. You right. know. Yeah. And now to to start to open up is a big that's a big accomplishment. And you know. Hey, right. the voice put you there at the, uh, right. the certification. All this stuff's starting to open up a little bit. Right. You know, Purposeful, I, you're right. Yeah, I want to say something about, you know, I just find it interesting that when you went to collect the money and they gave you the 700 or, yeah. you know, a piece of it, that you got in that accident. <laughs> because, you know, right there, I, yeah. I would have been like, all right, this is not something. Oh, yeah. The universe is speaking to me. Right, right. right. This is just this is why, how did and this happen? You're right. It probably was. It was should that been in your? That was like you should have stopped. That was your early warning sign. Right. We'll let you win that game, so you don't like do do something like totally crazy, like move right. out to California and thinking you owe somebody. Right, right. You know all this money. We'll let you win that, but you're not going to get that. Right. And we're going to wreck your you and your mom's car, and you're going to be okay. But maybe that should be the lesson. Yeah, that should be. Yeah, don't do <laughs> it. Right. Stop doing this. Right, right. Yes. But you know, hey, no. that's free will. Yeah. <laughs> the right. voice also gave you free will. So yes, yes, all of us, all of us, absolutely. <laughs> well, good. Well, I think that. Well, I'm I'm interested because so you're 13 days in. You got 13 what, days, seven, 17 more? to go. You know the guy who's doing it. I really bind with. I think you like him too. Um, his name's Tommy. I've never asked him his age, but he's got to be mid to late thirties. But he was a boxer, Golden Gloves boxer. Oh wow! Hurt his back, got into yoga in two thousand ten. He's an awesome teacher, and um, when the training's over, let's get him on the pod. Okay, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, good. So uh, that was good for. Today. And a sh- and a shout out to all my uh, you know fellow uh, trainees, trainees, or whatever. What are they called? Are, are we trainees? Are we students? I guess yoga students. Yogi, or? yogi students. Yeah, great group. Great group of uh, people. Future. Future, and I'll tell you what I share. We actually had to go through, uh, we do this a lot of, at the present moment, this was today, of what we're grateful for, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I think in that present moment, and we had to go around the circle, and just so happened I was last, and, but there's these two young girls, I think one is going into college or is in college, they're young, they're freshmen or sophomores in college, I put them on. And they've been two of the bravest kids sharing their stuff. And it gives me comfort. And they said, I'm grateful for you too, because I have three daughters that are 16, 14, and 12, and I'm doing the best that I can. And I know my kids are going to face problems because that's life. And I'm not going to be able to pick them up all the time or help them fix it, you know, but I can now direct them to people like you. Oh, nice. You know? And go take a yoga class or go talk to this girl. Go talk to that girl mm-hmm. because so it, what's made this, ex, what's making this experience special is the demographics are from, from an age are so wide. Right. Sure. And, yeah. you know, I mean, when, I mean, think about it, 30 days straight, when are you going to be 30 days straight hanging with 20 year olds, 30 year olds? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's powerful. Dealing with some, you know, stuff. It's powerful. It, it is. I think it's great. I love this. Yeah. So it's cool. So cool. it's, it's it's good stuff. All right. Well, we'll we'll revisit this maybe. Yeah. At the end and see where we're at. At the end, we'll get uh, we'll get Tommy in. 
Okay. So that was the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod and like the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Until next week, live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting chrisforte.com.